Phantomaniacs, welcome to the newest episode of the Needless Things Podcast, where we talk about toys, movies, music, and all manner of pop culture dorkery. I am your host, Dave, and I apologize if there's a little background noise. I don't know if it's picking up or not, but we have six dehumidifiers running in this house right now, thanks to a sink failure in the master bathroom. Uh, I, one morning and during my five never ending nightmare day shift or night shifts, uh, at work, cause I'm currently, I can't remember if I mentioned it or not. I'm on five on five off, which yeah, I did mention it at 12 hour shifts, five in a row, but then I'm off for five days, which is really nice, uh, following the nightmare of five night shifts, but I'm on day shifts right now. I just finished three of five. And, uh, even though they're more hectic, uh, they're much easier on the Constitution. But anyway, I woke up uh, one morning during my night shifts, and I went to the bathroom, and I heard... And I was like, what the heck is that? And it was I, my first thought was it was a shower. When I looked at the shower, because the shower has a little bit of a drip, or had a little bit of a drip, that wasn't it. And, and I sort of looked around, I tried to figure out where it was coming from, and then finally I thought, oh wait, maybe it's under the sink? Pulled the drawers out, and there's, that's water dripping, that noise. And in the bottom of the thing that the sink sits on is a huge wet patch of mold. Uh, so I go downstairs uh, into the storage, the storage zone that is adjacent to the phantom zone and there's a big puddle of water uh about three feet across on the floor uh it is dripping through where the sink is into the storage zone and uh i i have to go to work there's nothing i can do except tell mrs troublemaker about this and immediately go into work and file a claim with the insurance company uh took a bunch of pictures and now it's been a week since that happened, maybe. And uh, today, contractors came out, tore out the bottom of the sink, looked at everything, set up a bunch of dehumidifiers to try and suck all the moisture out of everything as much as possible. Because obviously, this is a really horrible time to have strangers in your house. But there's nothing we can do about it because there's a bunch of mold in the house. My son's allergic to mold. Uh, we got to get rid of this shit. So... Anyway, if you detect a bit of a hum in the background, it's six industrial, well, it's three industrial strength uh, dehumidifiers. I might have said humidifiers at the beginning. You can imagine I'm a little frazzled right now. Uh, Three industrial strength dehumidifiers and then three regular dehumidifiers that we already own that are running in different portions of the phantom zone and the storage zone at different times. So lots of dehumidifying going on here. Uh, I can literally feel the moisture being sucked out of my skin as we speak. This probably isn't healthy, but we've got to get rid of that mold. And uh, hopefully the insurance company will see fit to tear uh, the floor and all this other crap out and replace it. 
We'll see what happens. Insurance companies can be funny about that kind of stuff. So anyway, now that you're caught up on a little bit of life stuff, and by the way, I hope everybody is safe and healthy and maintaining social distancing. Uh, we, I am currently discussing with the Needless Commentary team uh, our alternatives for recording April's uh, commentary. We're going to figure something out. It's it, Obviously, it'll be a little different. It's something we'll have to mess with. But we, we really want to do it. We, we don't want to take a month off. But at this point, uh, even, even though we're all very close friends and, and all isolated or whatever, well, we're not, though. That's the problem is some of us are still working. Uh, so we decided the responsible thing to do is not to actually physically get together, even if we did stay six feet apart, which we could conceivably do down here. But it just doesn't seem worth it. Uh, and it's not an image I want to put out there either. Uh, so we're we're going to figure out a way to do it online. Uh, if if I don't think it's anything we would stream live necessarily, but we will at the very least get a podcast out of it. And I, I just looked up and I noticed my Mezco 112 Joker has, has fallen over. I'm going to have to go tend to him when I'm done with you guys here. But first, some news. And we've actually got a decent little bit of news this week. Uh, first of all, obviously, WrestleMania is this weekend. This was originally going to be some sort of Wrestle-centric episode, but because of the circumstances, everything's kind of been thrown into upheaval. I'm a little off my schedule. Uh, I have things figured out for the next few weeks. Don't don't worry. There will still be, in your time of need, uh, hashtag stay at home and listen to the Needless Things podcast each and every Friday on Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, uh, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. It's all over the place. Uh, that That's news, I guess. Uh, but WrestleMania is this weekend. It is two nights. It is Saturday and Sunday night. They have split the card up over both nights. Uh, Rob Gronkowski is the host, which I think is absolutely horrible. I'd never heard of this guy until WrestleMania a few years ago. Um, when he messed with Jinder Mahal, I think he's a buffoon and an idiot. I have no interest in seeing him on anything, let alone in my wrestling. And I, I we, we would all be better off without him on our television screens. I am told he's a huge football player. As a matter of fact, somebody at work the other day said he's the best-known football player, I don't know if they said of all time or currently, which I think is horse-pucky because... I know who Tom Brady is. Like, he's a current football player, I think. I don't think he's retired. I'm not sure. But anyway, I, I've heard the name Tom Brady. I'm aware of him. I know who he is. I've never heard of this Gronkowski guy outside of his attachment, his unfortunate attachment to wrestling and his idiot buffoon friend, Mojo Raleigh. And I say that having fully embraced the hype bros a few years ago, but that was all because of Zack Ryder, uh, who I love. Okay. So WrestleMania this weekend, I'm very excited about it. I personally think WWE has been doing a very good job with what they're able to do over the last few weeks. I have thoroughly enjoyed these work rate matches that they've been putting on. Uh, to me, look, it would be ridiculous to say uh, these shows would not benefit from a live audience of some kind. But that's not an option. So we get what they're giving to us, and I think what they're giving to us is the best thing they could possibly be giving to us. Uh, some of the matches have been great. Uh, I have no problem at all watching stuff like 
Street Profits uh, and Kevin Owens versus Angel Garza, Austin Theory, good for him because that kid is going to be a huge superstar, and uh, Seth Rollins. Like, that's a great match. Asuka uh, has been getting the spotlight, and I hope she has some kind of reward coming after the WrestleMania season is over because she's been the most entertaining performer on the roster over the last several weeks, possibly longer, but certainly during this this uh, crisis. I've enjoyed the shows, and look, part of that is that I'm fast-forwarding through the match replays that they've been doing. I don't think those are a bad idea. It's just that I, I don't really need to watch those matches again. Uh, I very rarely do I ever watch matches from like just a few years ago. And it's been great taking in 45 minutes to an hour of new programming in this sort of condensed way. I've enjoyed it. And I'm really looking forward to both nights of WrestleMania and the fact that I'm actually off, which is great because originally I was working nights this weekend and was pretty much stuck with it. I, 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 there was no way out of it before all of this and then the schedule shifted to this five on five off thing and i happened to be uh off for for starting saturday for five days so i get to watch wrestlemania and raw uh which i i never get to enjoy those uh on like three consecutive days off or the the whatever they do on saturday whether it was the takeover or the hall of fame or whatever like i never have all of those nights off and now i get smackdown two nights of WrestleMania and raw that I get to just enjoy and not have to worry about work at all. So as tough as the schedule is, it's really worked out beneficial this weekend. Uh, so anyway, that's, that's my wrestling thoughts for now. I'm enjoying it. I think WWE is doing a good job. And if you don't, I think you're being a little too hard on them given the circumstances. I even watched some AEW recently and I got to say, uh, the Matt Hardy Jericho thing I, I thought was pretty fun. It, I, it would have benefited more from a live audience than I think any of the other things that I've seen, but I still liked it. I still find it interesting. I think it's kind of a shame that it takes two big WWE stars to make me interested in AEW. Uh, but also I would like to mention friend of the show, Matt Sells, and guest commentator for our Christmas special, Santa with Muscles, has had two matches on AEW Dark now, and if you haven't checked him out, please go do it. One's a tag match, and he's great. And I'm not just saying that because he's my buddy. I'm saying that because he gets on the screen, and it's like, whoa, he belongs here. It's great. I was so impressed. Uh, And then he's got a singles match against uh, the little uh, Guerrero, whatever his name is, Jericho's little buddy, uh, who I did not want to like at first, and now I don't like but in the way that I'm supposed to not like him. I actually kind of respect this guy now. So uh, I haven't watched that match yet. I just haven't had time. It it went up last night. Um, So anyway, watch those Matt Sells matches. And go on the social media and share the links to the matches or mention Matt Sells and AEW. Put the guy over. He deserves it. Uh, He is a hard, hard worker who has a brilliant mind for wrestling. And he deserves our support. And he deserves to have AEW know that he's getting eyes on their product. So go check those matches out and let AEW know that Matt Sells is is a valuable part of their product right now. So there's that. Uh, 
Two mini-casts went up this week. Two! Two! Count them! Two mini-casts went up this week. One for the I Am Clean 2 robot soap dispenser made by Avon in 1980. If you know what it is, you're, you love it. If you don't, give it a listen and, and be amused by my family's complete lack of interest in it. Uh, and then I, uh, me and Phantom Junior, and it's the first ever family unboxing that we did on this mini-cast. Uh, all, all three of us and all three dogs are on it. And then uh, Phantom Jr. and I sat down together and opened the very first figure of a new generation of G.I. Joe toys. That's right, the Deluxe Snake Eyes from the G.I. Joe Classified line that was offered on Hasbro Pulse. Uh, I sat down with Phantom Jr. and we opened him up, gave him a thorough review. Uh, that went up on Wednesday, so those those are both available right now uh, in the same place where you found this episode that you are currently listening to. Uh, let's see. Ghostbusters has been pushed back. The the new Ghostbusters movie, which I can't remember what the secondary title or subtitle or whatever you call it, uh, pushed back to March 5th, 2021. Morbius has been pushed back to March 19th, 2021. Uh, you know, Morbius, I don't honestly think anybody will notice. I'm not saying I don't think the movie looks good. Uh, it could be a lot of fun. I really liked Venom, so... You know, if they hit that level, I'm good with it. I'm interested in it. I just, I don't know. Ryan and I talked about it in the year opener episode. It just doesn't, the trailer wasn't very compelling. But I'm curious to see it. And I like Jared Leto, unlike uh, most people. Uh, And then Ghostbusters, though, is, is actually a much bigger problem because Mattel's new Ghostbusters toy lines are all launching this summer. Uh they they are undoubtedly at this point already all the, on their way over here. Now, there may have been delays due to corona, but whatever the process is, they were certainly on their way to distribution centers or wherever else. So, that's the real Ghostbusters reissues, the Ghostbusters basic line that's based on the original movie but are kid-friendly versions of the figures which I thought looked great. They're all based around like slime features because there's a big push for that this year apparently uh, because Hasbro also has a Venom line that's based around slime and they're both aimed at kids and I think they both look great. I'm excited to see them in person. Uh, And then the Ghostbusters uh I didn't care for the name of the line, I don't think, but it's it's basically Marvel Legends, but Ghostbusters. Or, uh, more accurately, I think it's basically Star Wars Black Series, but Ghostbusters. Uh, and all that stuff was hitting this summer to coincide with the movie coming out, and now all of this merchandise is going to hit, I assume. I can't imagine Mattel is going to tell them to just hold it back. Uh, and no movie until March, which also means the movie itself isn't going to be supported by this merchandise, although I would imagine there are future waves of merchandise planned. But have I said Mattel? I mean Hasbro. Hasbro's putting all this stuff out. I think I said Hasbro. Uh, Mattel used to have the Ghostbusters license. Like I said, a little frazzled, you guys. Lots going on. Uh, so Hasbro, I can't imagine they're going to tell them to hold this stuff back. They probably have future waves planned that can coincide with the March release of Ghostbusters. Uh, but the the thing here is... This has happened to Hasbro before with G.I. Joe Retaliation, where they had an entire toy line raring to go, and then the movie got delayed so the dipshits making it could process it and make it a 3D film, thinking that that was going to be the key 
to it being a big successful blockbuster. Uh, I, in retrospect, that movie's fine. I really like all of the actors in it. Uh, I really like how over the top they went with some of the Cobra stuff, but I prefer Rise of Cobra. It's so much more fun, and we're 100% going to do a commentary on it at some point uh, because I I legit still really like that movie. Uh, okay, moving on. I'm going to skip this one. This was dumb news. Uh, Martian Manhunters and Dawn of Justice. Go look it up if you want to. It's It's stupid. Who cares? Lock and Key on Netflix was renewed for a second season. That is fantastic news. I really liked the first season. There were a couple of droopy episodes in the middle, like with almost every Netflix show. Uh, But I really like the show. I really like the characters. And I'm thrilled that we get to see more of this story. And then finally, last piece of news before we get to our episode, which, by the way, is myself and Mr. Bo Brown discussing every piece of Masters of the Universe news from the past, like, six months or so. Um, it's, it's a really fun episode, and you get some good insight into sort of our personal tastes and just everything that's going on in Masters of the Universe, which there's a lot of news there, too, you guys. Uh, but final piece of news before we get to that, uh, new reveals from Hasbro about Star Wars toys. We're getting... Two new carbonized figures, which I'm happy about because I really like that subline. I think the four that they released uh, for the Rise of Skywalker launch are really nice-looking figures that have a great appeal to them in that they're not necessary, but they're they're different and cool-looking. They're gimmicky, which to me is what an exclusive should be. And we're adding two more figures to that carbonized line, which, one, it's exciting that they're continuing the line, and two, these are online exclusive rather than retailer exclusive, so you can get them from Hasbro Pulse, Big Bad Toy Store, Entertainment Earth. Uh, They're much easier to obtain, so there's a carbonized Stormtrooper that has a silver finish on it, sort of phasma-looking, but I dig it. I'd love to have, like, ten of them just standing on a shelf. And then a carbonized Boba Fett, which doesn't look to me as good as the Mandalorian but one it's Boba Fett so I'm 100% getting it and two the carbonized armor parts on him do look really really cool and he comes in this nifty green box that's really going to stand out because I've I've left all of these in the box because I have the alternate the regular versions of all of these figures open on the shelf there's really no reason to openize the carb open the openize the carbonized one uh because they look nice in the boxes, and they look particularly nice all together with their colors contrasting. Uh, I am very much hoping for a carbonized C-3PO at one point, and R2-D2 for that matter. R2-D2, oh, think about R2, how great he would look with like a pearlescent finish, uh, and then metallic blue and metallic silver. He'd be a great carbonized figure. Get on that, Hasbro. Uh, and then we have uh, Black Series... Uh, Beskar Mandalorian from later in the first season. Uh, Empire Strikes Back Vader that looks weird to me, but probably accurate. Uh, Tebow the Ewok, first Ewok in the Black Series. And Admiral Akbar. Very exciting. I've bought every Akbar figure ever made in the three and three quarter inch scale, and I'm excited to have one in the six inch scale. Uh, and then Vintage Collection, uh, they showed K2SO, which we all love that character, but seems like an oddly unexciting release. 
Uh, and then Clone Commander Wolf Power Droid, which is not the vintage Power Droid, but is a cool figure. And then a secret figure. I don't even know what that means. So there you go. Uh, more Star Wars toys on the way. Uh, those were announced on March 31st as part of some sort of we appreciate the fans thing, which to me appreciation is we're going to send you free shit. Not we're going to show you a bunch of stuff you have to spend money on, but whatever, Hasbro. I love you anyway. And now... That's the end of the news. And with that, Phantom Maniacs, I urge everyone to grab your furry loincloth, put on your furry boots, strap on that chest bandolier, take a picture and put it up on Instagram, and then sit down and listen to myself and the lovely, dear, wonderful Mr. Bo Brown, as we once again talk about Masters of the Universe. Ladies and gentlemen, Phantomaniacs, we're going through some hard times right now, and when you're going through hard times, there's nothing better than a hard man. (laughs) (laughs) Is is that that your motto? Tonight, I've brought on one of the hardest, (laughs) Mr. Bo Brown. (laughs) I'm glad I can be your hard man in your time of need. (laughs) Yeah, buddy. All right, I'll take it. You know what? I'll take it. Well, I figure if we're going to sit here talking about uh, muscular, half-naked dudes and chest plates. Fair enough. enough. Let's go ahead and just open that door (laughs) wide. Uh, So I've got a little little list of notes here, and we sort of talked a little bit about or shared a little bit about what we're going to be discussing today. Obviously, we're going to be focusing on Masters of the Universe. Obviously. Uh, if we get sidetracked at all, that's completely fine because we're just we're we're here to have fun and have a nice conversation. Uh, I've been I've been wanting to do this episode with you for a while, and I was kind of waiting until I felt like we could schedule it in person. We were just like waiting, like I'll just put it off until the global pandemic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that seems like the right time. Uh, no, I I wanted to have it. I wanted to be able to come by Broughton Abbey, but uh, obviously we're we're social distancing. We are. Uh, so we uh, decided, well, let's go ahead and just get this one in the can and, and have our conversation. Curves, you make the rock and world go round. Because 
Well, at this time, we have more Masters of the Universe stuff to talk about than when I first wanted to do this show after Toy Fair, so it'll work out all right. Yeah. And and the first thing that I want to mention is, and, and this is sort of old news, but it's not something I necessarily like mentioned to you or put up on social media or whatever, but I have in my hands right now the soundtrack to... The 1987 Masters of the Universe movie. Hmm. This How was this was reissued. Is this vinyl? No, no, no. no. This is this vinyl. is a CD. I wish it was okay. vinyl because I really, really enjoy listening to soundtracks on vinyl. Uh, no, this is a double CD, and it's the music by Bill Conti. And what's really funny about this is this is incredible. <laughs> this music, like. Listening to it on its own, it's up there with like Conan the Barbarian or Star Wars or like wow. any soundtrack. But you don't think about it because of the reputation that this movie has. And even though we found things to love about this movie, it's we, we not have, absolutely yeah. It's not generally well thought of, but this score is unbelievable. Uh, because and, and the reason I figured this out is I I burn the CD, put it on my little flash drive that I keep in the car, and kind of didn't think about it again because my intent had been to listen to it at home, and I just didn't have a chance. And then it randomly, one of the tracks from it popped up in the car, and I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? And I looked at it, and I was like, oh, I never listened to this. And I sat there, and I listened to the one track, uh, which is the music that accompanies Skeletor's Invasion of Earth. Mm, His his dark side side scene. uh, Yes, yes, exactly. And it's phenomenal. So I I pulled up the re- you know went to the actual album folder and pulled up the rest and listened to the whole thing and it's it's incredible. Uh, wow! All right, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at this thing trying to see who issued it and I don't have my readers on so I can't even read this little tiny print that's on this thing. But uh, you know how the Google works. If you guys that are listening uh, want to check out the Masters of the Universe score. Uh, just go to your Google and put in Masters of the Universe 1987 score, maybe even throw a CD on there. And uh, I I think you'll be really happy with this. It's, it's one, it's a really cool thing to own. But two, like I said, it's just fantastic. Like, much like the production design, it it's it's far nicer than the movie we got deserved, I guess. Right. Yeah, there's so much, there's so much to like about the movie that isn't the the movie right right <laughs> you know um but that's great that's 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 a good segue too because the you know there's the news about the 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 sony movie which is now being moved over to netflix which has put the toy situation in the situation that we're at right now well okay so let's let's talk a bit about that Sony movie because that's actually the first note that I have is movie postponed because the last thing that I saw prior to the the global pandemic conditions we're in now Sony had postponed it so the film itself has moved to Netflix yes yeah, so Sony has it's not going to be a theatrical release they're they're gonna um, release it on Netflix and it's not going to start filming until fall of this year. So that is, of course, assuming that the world is back uh, right. to some semblancy of normal by fall of this year. 
Um, you know, like I have a lot of friends in the TV and film industry and everybody here in Atlanta and everybody's out of work. You know, so so many of those those record numbers of, of people filing for unemployment are is the TV and film industry of Atlanta. Yes. Um, for, for, for the state of Georgia, um, because every single every single show, every single production has shut down. Um, and so everybody that that huge you know contingent of, of people that, that live here that work in that industry are all out of work and nobody knows when it's going to come back it's it's a um, bad time to have been following your dreams yeah uh so so the but the thing is with the movie and, and the toys is is that specifically with super seven uh super seven's license was the the masters of the universe license was was taken away from uh, by Mattel from Super Seven, but just the but, classics, right? Or was it the no, whole all deal? The whole deal. Oh, Super Seven, Super Seven can't make any more Masters of the Universe products. That's why when they did the um, uh, the the, re- the the reaction Battle Cat and, and Panthor, they were like, "This is our last Masters of the Universe release. Not even no more T-shirts, no more nothing. Wow. Not just toys, nothing because because Mattel wanted everything in house for the movie." And now the movie is going straight to Netflix. Which, I mean, so, isn't necessarily a bad thing, because if you've seen some of the Netflix-produced movies, like, if the creativity is there, and the direction but, but, but is there... Sony is not going... But Sony and Mattel are not going to push out retail toys for a movie coming out on Netflix. Well, I mean, the Origins line is already happening, though, right? But that's those aren't the movie toys. Oh, okay. Well, you see what I'm saying. You know, I, I do, but I guess I'm just less concerned about movie toys. But the reason, but the reason that they took the license away from Super Seven was that they wanted to do the movie. They wanted everything just to be the movie and everything to be in house. Yes, they're doing Origins, which which we'll talk about. Which we'll talk about, but. Um, I I think that all of their plans are fucked at this point. Like all they were like planning on a giant, you know, huge rebirth of Masters of the Universe toys based around the movie in stores. And if the movie's coming out coming out on Netflix, I just don't see them doing it. So they're they've got to be scrambling to figure out what they're going to do instead. Yeah, you're probably right. And and here is here's my thought. Uh, a Masters of the Universe toy line from Mattel based on the movie. I don't think there's a great chance that it would have been hugely successful. I think we're probably looking at two, three waves at the most because even now Star Wars movies get like a wave of toys and then they're gone. Yeah. And I think banking too much on a big, all-encompassing Masters Universe movie toy line is a little crazy in this day and age. That's what they they were going to do. I honestly would rather them put the resources into this Origins line, which, in a really weird twist, is going to have traction at retail because the current 
Masters of WWE line is doing very well and is extremely well received by the wrestling toy collectors. Is it? Because I've been seeing like giant stacks of the Grayskull playset, like the the. Okay, so here's. Is it the figures are doing well? The but figures, there was a bajillion the figures are hitting now, left doing over. very well. The ring, the with the two figures, that was intended as a loss leader that Mattel basically threw out there to get out prior to Christmas to generate interest in the line. They mm. way overproduced that thing oh, okay. so that it would have a huge presence at retail and basically just get people thinking about the line. Okay. They probably didn't give much of a shit if it sold or not. Like, if they made any money off of it, that was icing on the cake. Gotcha. Now, the actual figures are hitting, and they're doing well. They're selling out and getting restocked. And Now, granted, we know how Mattel is, so I don't know how long they'll continue that. Uh, are they? Uh, do you have any of them? I haven't bought them because I decided it's something that I don't particularly want. Yeah. But well, it was, do... it was it was totally not in my wheelhouse. But I was I was wondering because I felt like the because I did get some of the um, the DC Savage World DC yes. figures right. for the boys, and the the quality on those was so abysmal. No, Almost every is... single one of those toys just fell apart These... immediately. Well, that's Funko. This is Mattel, okay. and say what you will about Mattel, but. The quality level is very different, and uh, okay. the everything that I've read about these, because the, the wrestling figure group that I'm part of, they all just went nuts for these. And and this is people who had no intention of buying them. Um, not everybody, because a lot of them were He-Man fans and had plans to get them, but a lot of the, the wrestling figure guys were like, well, this isn't really interesting to me. I don't know why you would cross He-Man. And then because a couple of the hosts picked them up, everybody started picking them up, and not only are they very sturdy, uh, versatile toys, they've got tons of articulation, but the parts can be switched between figures. Uh, okay, that's good. So they're like classics. So you, would you say that you think that they're built effectively like classics? Uh, yeah, they basically are. But when I say parts can be switched, I mean literally popped on and off, not even like heated up okay. or anything. Like They're, they're like uh, almost like Glyos figures. Interesting. Uh, but they they had. I, mean, I think it, I think it made total sense. I mean, you know, there's always been a huge a huge uh, intersection between wrestling fans and He Man because it's just you know half naked dudes fighting each other. Right, right. Um, so it made total sense. It's just it's it's not why I like He Man, um, but I totally recognize that there's a huge community for that, and it's a, it was a smart move. And um, and so now, and I'm glad to hear that people are enjoying it. They've got this inroad where the wrestling fans who are buying these figures, once the He-Man stuff starts to hit, it's 100% compatible. It's essentially the same toy line. Right. Uh, so I, I think that thing is going to have traction where it otherwise might not have. And then on top of that, you've got the actual Masters of the Universe fans. Uh, I Right now, my plan is to go all in on this line. I think it looks great i think it looks fun on on what the classics uh, not the classics the origins oh really you're going all in on origins dude i love them i think they look great i love the idea of the articulation i love that they're actually toys uh 
and especially since they showed the sky sled, they showed. Let's see. Hang on. I've got, I've got yeah. the uh, Toy Fair stuff pulled up here. Uh, well, here, here's again. You know, they before Toy Fair, they show Scareglow and Trapjaw, and they look fantastic. Yeah. And then they show Manny faces. He looks great. Evil Lynn looks like it's Evil Lynn, but with articulation. Like this is so appealing to me, aesthetically and thematically. Uh, the Battle Cat with articulation, like I, I just every little bit I see gets me more and more excited. Uh, and I, I, you know, I well, except for Orko. Orko didn't get me excited. Really? That's so <laughs> funny. I am a hundred percent opposite. I know. I know. I'm not excited by Origins because I, I really don't want to go back to vintage. I, I that's. I, I really like classics was but the sweet look spot. At him. Look at him. Look at pull up that picture of Scareglow and the tell Scare me that don't wrong. They they look okay, but that's just the the I really prefer the more like I'm I my preference leans more towards classics and the Mondo figures. I like a little more detail. I don't I I had I had vintage He Man figures as a kid and that's what I liked, and it's what made me like He-Man, but that's not what I want to have to buy all over again. See, I I like how much these look like toys. That is very appealing to me. But See, but also Orko you're great because he because he I, out of all the Orcos that they've done, he actually I think comes closest to looking like an actual filmation Orco. Yeah, I agree with that. Which which doesn't look which doesn't look anything like vintage Orco, so Orco to me is the real standout of of the of the line because he doesn't because they didn't try to copy the figure, the original vintage Orco who looked like shit. Right. Um. You know they they effectively finally got Orco right, and so for yeah. me who probably you know I'll you know me I'll get any Battle Cat. Um. I also love the sky sled, and I might get that, but I don't. I don't know if I'm all in on on Origins at all. I, I'm... I just feel like I have so many figures, and just buying into another line of stuff that just looks exactly that just looks like the stuff I had as a kid. I would rather I would rather spend that time and energy and money into collecting actual vintage He Man figures. If I was going to do that, the one thing I will say though is I love what they're doing with the art and and the packaging. Yeah, I was just looking at the card back that is basically yeah, the, card, the card backs, the art on the boxes is all vintage inspired, and yeah. it's beautiful. It's beautiful, and I love all of that. Um, I'm I'm going to make a, a a statement right now. I would even put a wager on it. If you buy that sky sled. Which comes with a Prince Adam figure. Which comes with a Prince Adam, yep. I bet if you buy that Sky Sled, you're going to get hooked. Well, see, I missed... I, I didn't get the the San Diego He-Man he and Skeletor. And so I think that's part of why I won't get hooked, is because I wasn't in from the beginning. Well, I didn't get those either. And I don't, I don't think... I just, you know, looking at them, I just... I already have the I have those figures and they in classics and they look 
to me, the figures I already have look better than these. Oh, 100% they do. You know? But uh, these look like... I, here's what I'm picturing. I've got my classic section. And I've already got the the wall space beside it is already cleared off in anticipation of this line. Damn. And I'm just picturing these like classic toy-looking figures. Cartoony almost. Just all in a nice collection right beside that classic section. And I just, I, I love it. I love it. That's fine. Um, they're talking about re-releasing the castle, too. Um, like the classics well, castle? Yeah. Whoa. That's a little crazy. Awkward. I mean, how much uh, would that thing cost now? Well, yeah, uh, that would be a huge. You know, that would be huge for the people who missed out on the original castle. Um, but it would be like a stripped. It would be like a stripped down version of it. Is yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. It wouldn't have all the, as many as many bells and whistles, but. Um, so yeah, so I'm not. So that's very interesting. All right, so. <laughs> Dave is pro Origins, Bo not so much. The other things that uh, Mattel are doing, they're re-releasing the minis as blind bags. Um, Which I love the minis, but I hate blind bags. Yeah, I, I pretty much feel the same way. Um, I like the little castles they come in though. I do. I like the little containers, and that's cute. Um, but I, it's not something that I want to. I don't want to deal with with blind bags. Um, and then, you know, half the line is repaints. Um, Which, well, not, honestly, not, I don't mind because I like that crazy Skeletor. I love that. You like this Skeletor? Yeah, I mean, I, I like some of these repaints. The only thing is I, I won't... Uh, first time I see these, I'll probably buy a few. But, mm-hmm. like, to get the Trap Jaws, if they do right. a Scare Glow, to get the Scare Glow... Wait, did they do a Scare Glow Mini? Uh, not in did. this line. Oh, they didn't? They, well, they did in the previous one, but it's not coming out in the new line. No, that's what I'm saying. So I've already got a scare glow. Yeah, yeah I've got um, a scare glow too. Um, so, to, like, to get the characters I want, I'll I'll go on eBay and pay you know a dollar two more. Yeah. To not have to wonder. And then the other thing that Mattel is doing is they're continuing the Mega Constructs line, and that's what I am all in on. And, and I am I am all in on Mega Constructs. Man, does this stuff look cool! Now I am unfortunately due to my shoulder injury. Because um, I had a fractured collarbone, which I, I am now out of my sling. I have a clean X-ray of proof of healing, so I am not in the sling anymore. Very nice. Uh, but uh, but I, in spite of the fact that I'm very excited about Mega Constructs, uh, I still haven't finished the castle. I'm still only like <laughs> oh, a third no. of the way into the castle. <laughs> it's a well, big I couldn't set. do hands. St- I couldn't do arms and hand stuff. You know, um, and there hasn't, and you know, and now with the with the quarantine and everything, like I'm just so exhausted by the end of the day with the kids that there's no, you know, there's just not a lot of time to do it. Yeah, um, yeah. But I do, but I, but I do, I, I still have the, um, I got uh, battle bones and haven't haven't assembled that yet either. So I still have two thirds of the castle to finish and battle bones to do. But all of the stuff that they're doing with Megan Trucks, I'm I'm loving it. They're doing the Road Ripper, uh, the Roton. This now they're doing vehicles, um, more vehicles. So you got the Roton, Road Ripper, Point Dread. Uh, you got a and then a bunch of figures. 
um, sorceress with the weapons rack. I love that Mechanek then, has the little piece to extend his neck. Yes, yes. And then Battle Armor He-Man and Battle Cat. I'm, obviously, I'm excited about Battle Cat and the Panther. And then Mechanek, Triclops, uh, a variant Tila. Not that we need any more Tila's. Um, and then uh, pretty much we have all the other than Zodak. Uh, Zodak's, I think, the only other new one that's coming out. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm all in on the Mega Shark stuff. I definitely am excited about the Sky Sled, although that's not on this list. And it's on this. It. It's in the picture though. The Sky Sled yeah, the and picture. the uh, what's it called? The Roton? thing it plugs into. Uh, Tal- uh, Point Dread. No, 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 no. Um, the Sky Sled. That plugs into the oh, battle. The, oh yeah, the battle ram. Battle ram. Thank you. Yeah, I, that's weird. That's not on the list. Uh, yeah, but they've got they've got pictures of it up, and then they've got Point Dread and the Talon Fighter as well. Yeah, and I'm super excited about that because you can it it'll, it should be compatible with the castle. Yeah, yeah. Add it to the castle too. Um, so that's what that's what Mattel is doing because this should have been a big reveal of what was going to be in the movie. And they're doing distance. They're doing origins instead. Um, and I know that origins was supposed to be like a stopgap, kind of like, hey, we're going to do this before the movie comes out. Then we're doubling down on the movie. And now there's and now they're. I don't. I don't see. I don't see a retail release of movie figures if it's going to Netflix. Yeah, I, th- I so, think you're you're probably right about that. Yeah. So all those plans are thrown out the window. The other things that were uh, at a toy fair were the. What are they? What are they called? What are these little tiny things called? Smallest toys in the world. World. Oh yeah, world. World smallest toys. Yeah. Um. I would probably get the Battle Cat. <laughs> of course. Uh, of course. Um. But like, I, I live in a house of two boys and a dog that eats anything plastic on the floor. Um. And so, like, super tiny, tiny stuff just isn't. It's great because I can, you know, you can you can display it easily because it doesn't take up a ton of space. But um, I don't know. Well, uh, I think it's I think they're really neat, and I love that they come in little tiny versions of the original packaging. Yeah. Uh, and because they're doing a GI Joe line as well, but one, it's not a practical thing for me to collect. I just don't have anywhere to even little tiny things. I just don't have anywhere to put something like that, and. Apparently, they're the retail on just one figure is like nine ninety nine. Really, I heard they were three bucks. I we'll we'll have to verify that somewhere. Okay. But I I saw a price of nine ninety nine, and that's that's freaking wacky, crazy for that small. Right, um, right. Speaking of small, I did get I I, I did order the the Hot Wheels uh, Windraider. Oh, I uh, got one. Yeah, it's and gorgeous. I have, um, I have sticky puttied it to the the dashboard of my car right in front of my <laughs> steering wheel. That's what I was like, you know what? I'm, it's so it's too small to display, so I want to put it somewhere where I'm going to see it all the time because yeah. I actually do, I'm very fond of it. And I was like, that's where it's going. And, and my wife was like, what is this? And I'm like, it's, that's what I'm putting in the in, in the car. It's gonna, I, it's, that's where it stays. <laughs> I will buy... Every even though they're the pricier Hot Wheels, uh, yeah. I will buy every one of those that they make. I love yeah. the idea of little small versions, even if they're not in scale with each other, which they won't be. No, they won't be. Uh, I mean, I, I, I love mean, them. But the thing is, like, I mean, Road Ripper, uh, Land Shark. Yeah, we're never going to get toy versions of those. 
No. I'm just trying to think of which ones make good matchbox size. You know what? I take that back, though, because, oh, Attack Track would be great for Hot Wheels. Attack Track would be good. Um, You know what, though? I mean, depending on how the Origins line does, we we could see versions of those. I don't know. Vehicles are really expensive. Um, Yeah, but here's the thing is Mattel is very much into doing Walmart exclusive stuff. And Walmart is very much into having exclusive stuff, even if it takes up space on the shelves. So around holiday time, I could see things like Walmart exclusive, you know, Rotan in that scale or or something along those lines. Fair enough. Uh, Well, you know, we'll see. It'll all be dependent upon how how the line does. Which, uh, personally, my prediction is this line is going to do as well as any modern toy line does. Which is a yeah. sad qualifier to have to make, but that's where we're at. Yeah. Uh, yeah, speaking of that, um, I know that all of the Super 7 stuff's been pushed back because of China. Oh, all, uh, of, all of everything has been pushed back. I'm actually wondering yeah. if Origins is even going to make it by, I think it was August it was supposed to hit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, it was supposed to be part of that big wave of back-to-school toys. You know how they always, in the fall, yeah, new so, stuff uh, because they know people so are in stores. I have no idea when I'm getting Snake Mountain. Oh gosh, yeah, and I, dude, let me tell you, every time I go to Entertainment Earth, I go and Sit look at there. that. Ugh. I'm tempted, but I just don't have anywhere to put it. I have, I have my space. I'm, I'm actually sitting in front of the space right now. The laptop is on the space where Snake Mountain will go. Excellent. Well, you, I mean, you have to have it. Oh, speaking, well, speaking of have to have. Mr. Bo Brown. Yeah. I finally, after years of searching, after years of hoping, I would finally find one for a reasonable price. I finally just bit the bullet and did a buy it now on a Wondar. How much? (sighs) So... I really didn't want to spend more than $100 on this figure. Woo! (laughs) But he is... And look, I don't have a complete collection because I don't want every figure in the Masters Universe Classics line. But Wondar is the only figure that I really, really want that I don't have and at toy show after toy show, nobody has him. Oh, I've I mean, been outbid. you're not going to see that. I've been outbid on eBay, like, with seconds left, like, several times now. I just got sick of it and decided it wasn't worth... I, I have spent more in, in time and hassle right. than dollars at this point. Uh, there was one for 120... One, I'm sorry, 119 with free shipping and I fucking did it. Wow. Mint mint inbox with the mailer. Wow. Because wow. there were others he sells for a hundred bucks loose. Yeah. And it's something that I was never going to lo- let go of. Like there was never going to be a point where, cause sometimes with stuff I'll say, you know what? It's it's priced out beyond what I'm willing to pay. I'm just going to have to live with the fact that I'm never going to have this. But I've wanted this one for so long that I just had to I had to do it. I had to get it over with. Um, How do you feel? 
I feel great. I, I mean, I don't have it yet. It's shipped. I, I did sure. this well, like yeah, two yeah. days ago. Okay. Um, but uh, I'm 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 thrilled. I'm glad I went ahead and did it. It's over with. It's the last piece of that collection that, that I felt really, really huh. Yeah. That, you, that was the last thing that you felt like you really needed, yeah. Right. Like, if I if I ever come across a web store or a buzz-off for a reasonable price, I'll pick them up. It's fine. But I don't... Yeah, that's a good figure. I yeah. don't actively have to have them. Right. But uh, but this one, uh, yeah, th- this was... Or, like, um, what did I see the other day? Flying Fist T-Man. Uh, that, that, yeah. Like, I saw it the other day, I was like, oh, that's neat. If I saw it for, you know, a reasonable price, I'd pick it up. But it's not a, oh, shit, I have no, to have no, that. No. Now, Terraclaw Skeletor, that's, if you're looking at, you know, waves of um, He-Man and Skeletor uh, redos, Terraclaw Skeletor is at the top of the list for me. Um, oh, wow, that's still, He didn't look that I, great to me. Oh, no, man, he poses with those claws... He poses so cool. He is badass looking. Oh wow! Um, okay. Oh no, Terraclaw Skeletor is fan, and and I had a, I had him as a kid, so I have I have some attachment to him. But no, that I mean he's like Freddy Krueger Skeletor. He's amazing. <laughs> like, what do you want? Like, um, no, he 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 actually is probably of all of the variants of He Man and Skeletor. To me, he's like the Thunder Punch He Man of the Skeletors. Oh wow! Yeah, I guess that's fair, huh? Yeah. Which what, what kind of because, uh, what kind of head has he got? Um, let's see. Uh, like, is he super not, extra creepy looking? Um, well, I see. I don't know because I may have changed his head. Oh, I got you. Swapped all the Skeletor's heads around. Yeah, for I've done the same purposes. thing. Um, he's not. I mean, the head I have on him, uh, maybe the head that he has, <laughs> uh, or that he came with. Um. But, you know, over... The thing about Dragon Blaster Skeletor is that the Dragon Blaster dragon never looks... He's just sort of, like, looking up and, like, over Skeletor's shoulders. It doesn't yeah. look like he can actually hit anything. But I, I love that one, though. I, I love the idea. I hate the fact that, like, the dragon can't spit where Skeletor is looking. Yeah, that's fair. You know, like, because it, it just seems like it's impractical. I still, I still like it though. I think that's a really. I love the like figure. I said. I love the idea, but like he's just sort of like leaning back, looking up at the sky, like checking out the clouds, um, with with uh, with that. But yeah, you know, Terracol Skeletor is definitely, if I had to pick one, um, my favorite of the of the Skeletor variants. Okay, all right. Well, I gotta. I think my favorite, um, well, my favorite head is the, I think it was the Alcala head that yeah. came with, who did that come with? Uh, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't either, but it's the one with the big red eyes, just super like Lucio Fulci looking creepy Skeletor. Yeah, I have that one on my my main Skeletor on Panthor. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I've got as well. Um, but I think if I had to pick a single favorite Skeletor figure, it would actually be the uh, New Adventures Skeletor. Oh wow! I just love that weird ass Robo Skeletor, and yeah, his his farmed parts take away from him a little bit. 
In classics? Yeah. So over over movie Skeletor. Oh, well, no, no, no. We're not even talking about those yet. I was going to say, because... Because I almost don't even consider those classics. Fair enough. So once again, we have another segue. Because I want to talk about those William Stout figures. Let's do. They're amazing. They are mind-blowing that... So for years, you and I, and, and really everybody, have talked about getting that Jack Kirby God Skeletor figure. Yes. And even though you can see, you know, all the classics parts underneath the parts, and even though he's essentially a repaint. Well, on, but, but actually you can't. You can. You can see his abs. You can see his, his biceps. Like, uh, they're, they're there. I don't know. He's got... He's so bedorn, bejeweled and decked out. Well, that's what I'm saying, think... is, is even though that stuff is there, he's so ridiculously over-the-top crazy. The colors that they used on him are so bright and beautiful. Uh, he is just amazing. And I didn't even realize at first that he really was just a repaint of, of the regular movie Skeletor, aside from the headdress. But only, well, a repaint of, well, yeah, no, that's true. I'm looking at him right now, and yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought about the the, the biceps. In my head, he was much more um, bedazzled. <laughs> but it's, I mean, it's like everything. It's a classics version of this character, which is great and what it should be. Um, I would still, could we, we talked about this years ago, if the listeners want to go back and, and find our other Masters of Universe Classics conversations, they're all there. Uh, wherever you find your podcasts, but you know, I had said at one point if they if they released a a full separate line of like movie. Well, at the time, I think I said movie masters because that was still a thing Mattel was doing. But if let's say Naka mm-hmm. released realistically proportioned movie accurate figures, I would buy those. Then they could also fall over. Uh, no, no, no. Naka's got dude. Naka's a different company now. Oh yeah. Oh man, there's my my Naka section is very stable and and sturdy. Okay. Um, but it's my, it's my girls. It's my girls over here with Mattel that have the problem. The guys are relatively okay, but the girls with those little ankles are dude. Fucking uh, what's her name with the little crystal ball? Uh, glimmer. Glimmer. Yeah falls over all the time and that damn ball because I've got her holding it because I want her holding it. Because it looks awesome when yes. she holds it. Yeah. That damn ball has rolled everywhere in this stupid basement. I haven't lost it yet, fortunately. That's good. Yeah, um, I mean the only thing the only thing that I that I try to do is a little bit of that that uh sticky tack. Yeah. Up 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 just shoved into behind their ankle. But sometimes even even that like, oh no! Sometimes it's not enough. No, but no. anyway, um, Madam Raz, these... Madam Raz is on her ass right now. Um... <laughs> back to these William Stout figures. Yes, obviously that God Skeletor is, is and, and they are classics versions of these characters, which they should be. God Skeletor is incredible. Um, regular Skeletor, just 
wonderful. I wish, and and I realize they couldn't really get this effect, but I do wish he was sparkly. Mm. Because the bodysuit that Frank Langella wears under the like armor type pieces is like sparkly, like uh, I'm trying to think of a, the material that it's like. It's like that stretchy sparkle stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, the Skeletor is 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 easily my favorite, and the, the regular Skeletor, and that head sculpt uh-huh. is incredible. It's, um, it is phenomenal how good that head looks. And and the paint on this thing, man. I mean, all that it's nice, so tiny. Yeah. It's so detailed. It's it's insane how good it looks. He uh, he really is in the havoc staff. Uh, all the detailing on that, the the sculpt and the paint, just looks amazing. Like well, this, you know, it's a it's a testament to the character design. It really is. Yeah. I mean, you know, say what you will about the movie, but like, it was a it was a really excellent Skeletor design. Well, and that, I mean, that's why this is the William Stout collection is because he made, you know, he created all of these designs, all the look of the movie and there, that portion of it is flawless. And that, and that, that was, that was a, that was prosthetics and makeup that you could really act through. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, which, which is a huge deal. I will I will go so far as to say this about this figure. If I was a kid and I was playing with the classics as toys, I think this would be my default Skeletor. Oh, wow. Those are strong words. I don't know about that. <laughs> um, I think Alcala head Skeletor on top of Panthor is still, I think, where I would land. Um, well, this guy probably wouldn't sit on Panther very well. So if you're, no. that, that would be well, his, that would be his mean, writing no, I mean, outfit. That, that Skeletor doesn't ride Panther. I mean, right? You know, he he's he he rides fucking Doom sleds or whatever the fuck <laughs> that they had. He's he's way more dark side than Skeletor than 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 Panther riding Skeletor. Although, really, you don't actually see Skeletor ride Panther that much. Period. In any media, uh, yeah, that's that's very true. So outside of toy packaging, that doesn't happen a whole lot. No, he's you know, Panther sort of is like curled up next to this bone throne, growling menacingly at people, and that's kind of Panther's job. Um, definitely not mode of transportation like he is with He Man, who's riding him all the time, and it's awesome. Um, so let's talk about these other two figures. Um, we have Karg. Who is we, well? We have we have movie card because we previously well, right, had right. gotten comic card um, in the past. They were able that's how they were able to skirt the car, the licensing issues uh, now, to give us the the previous version of card. I don't have the older version of card, so tell me about the differences here. Uh, it's mostly just paint. I mean, it's it's really all just paint. Um, I don't think there are any accessory differences. Uh, the there was a. They did a Motu um, comic strip in the Masters of the Universe magazine, and and so they used the colors that they that Karg was portrayed in. In that, his armor is much more his 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 colors are much brighter. He has more colors. Period. Uh, his armor is blue. His hair is almost sort of like a neon green. Um, whereas Movie Karg is much more like whites and grays. Yeah. Uh, so that was. So it's basically just the same figure, um, just with the repaint. But that was a great way of 
how they were able to sort of skirt the licensing issues with the movie figures um, to give him something like, oh, it's not movie Karg, it's your, it's Masters of the Universe magazine Karg. <laughs> um, and that was a thing. You can see it right here. So there you go. Uh, so that's really, that's really the only difference. Um, just, just the paint. Uh, well, he looks great. I love the, the, I mean, the sculpt is incredible. The, the sort of quilted look of his, I guess, tabard and loincloth, maybe mm-hmm. you'd call them, looks really good. The hook hand is, is great. Uh, I, he is, he is an intimidating looking figure that, that head and hair sculpt is I will say he's a little big, um, well, scale, scale wise, like he should be a little smaller. Um, sure, but who in classics is really aside from Lizard Man? Gwildor. Well, yeah, but that's <laughs> this. I think this Stout collection was pretty dependent upon there being a good bit of reuse. I don't think we were going to get. A hundred percent new no, tool course, figure out yeah. of this. Well, I think I think just because of his because of his hair, his hair is so big. It in order for him to use the standard buck and have the size of like volume of hair, it makes him like <laughs> you put him next to Blade, right? Yeah, like, he looks bigger than Blade. Yeah, know? which is not correct. But right. again, these are classics versions, right? And and that's how it is. And and that brings us to, uh. As much as I love God Skeletor, I've got to say that this He-Man is incredible. The He-Man is super fun. He is uh, as Lundgren-y as they could get, and he is actually taller. And I think it's because they used different calf. Uh, calf yeah, it's usually pieces. when you get more height, it's usually in the calves. That's what they. That's what they did with Horde Prime. Yeah, so he's. He's actually taller than everyone else, uh, and he just... It's amazing how much he looks like the movie version without exactly being the movie version. Yeah. He looks fantastic. I mean, and it's 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 a fun... It's a fun figure. He, he he's He's got so much sort of Conan vibe going and the cape I think they did a really good job with the red cape yeah that soft goods um, cape attached to those shoulder pauldrons yeah. just works so well and the fact that his sword stores underneath that mm-hmm. uh, is great I just man I, I'm blown away by this guy all of, all of that that entire collection is fantastic and then once you pair it up with Gwildor and Blade and Saurad you know, they're a really, really solid-looking group of figures together. Um, well, I think they, I they, told you I even went, because I had I had subscribed to Classics when Gwildor came out, so I received a Gwildor, and I like him only slightly more than Orko, so I had sold him on eBay. Mm. And then once these... That's a bummer, yeah. Once these shipped, I was like, shit, I, I wish I had that Gwildor. Yeah, I've got to have yeah. Gwildor. So I, I went on eBay and I bought a Gwildor. Unfortunately, he was not pricey at all. I was actually kind of surprised. Well, I'm not surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and most people don't care for Gwildor much more than I do, I guess. Well, 
you know, he's a poor man Zorko, and you know, he came with a bucket of chicken. But uh, he is—he is Billy Barty, though. If, if he had, yeah, no, Bill, no, nothing against Billy Barty. Oh no, <laughs> um, but he's a—he's a non-levitating version. And I—and I, you know, honestly, I think that the cla- classics has done a really good job of within their mythology, sort of building up Goldar as a, as more of a character. In the bios and things like, yeah, that yeah, was a famous. He was a famous attorney and inventor. He did invent the cosmic key. It's a big deal, you know that that what to make him that that being the built the creator of the cosmic key is something that Orko didn't do. I right? I uh, I like that it sounded just then to me like you said a great attorney and inventor, <laughs> a great attorney and. No, a attorney great attorney and inventor. and inventor. Yeah, he's an attorney. You know, all those people live <laughs> on attorney, the attorneys. I'm actually surprised there's not a lawyer. Right, right. <laughs> but but I, but that's my, my point is that I think that they did a great job of sort of like establishing him and differentiating him from Orko. Yes, yes. You know. And um, they did that with a lot of the characters that were sort of uh, doubled in some way or, or that they had to figure out why, you know, this He-Man was paler than this He-Man or, or right. whatever the case may be. Like, I mean, and that stuff was all Scott Knightlick who, you know, in retrospect, none of us appreciated enough. Uh, I, I don't know. I think I did. I, you, appre- you, you did, you did you more so than any of us. I think Scott, Scott did, I mean, I, I can I can sit here and look at, and I am, I can sit here and look at my collection, and it is the only, the only toy line I have ever bought into, 100%, and it's because of Scott Nightwick. Well, and that's period. weird. I mean, um, period. End of, you know, there... Yeah, yeah, that's the he, only reason it he happened. the entire reason he... And what he did, I mean, we've done, the, we, we've talked about this on the show before, but like... It's unprecedented what he did, and yeah. and the fact that 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 now with Super Seven losing the license because of the movie, it's really sad. Um, in many ways, because this is this is the officially the end of of Scott's legacy. You know, we never got a hunger. We never got a hunger. The Harpy. There there are still a handful of figures that that people still wanted from classics. Well, and think of all the potential, you know, movie figures that we're never going to get. We're never going to see Tila or Duncan. We're never going to see the little yeah. doom doom circle things whatever they rode on aside from the the boot well not bootleg, that's not appropriate, but when we're not getting any Lynn. Yeah. You know, we're not getting a Beastman. Um but but even beyond that, I mean even not just the obviously the William Stout collection, but like there's still you know, uh, a handful of, of, you know, concept characters and, and, and cartoon characters and things that, that are just, they're it's just done because Sony wanted to make a movie and then they couldn't. And that's why it's over. And that sucks. Yeah, but that goes, it kind of goes along with Mattel's legacy of difficulties with toys and media. Or, or at least their legacy of the last twenty years. Yeah. Um. Well, let's let's move on to some happier news. And Fair somebody enough. somebody that does still have the Masters of the Universe license and is still making product and and someone who, uh, I have I have 
exactly one figure, and if they if and when they get around to trap jaw, I will have two figures. Oh, uh, that oh man, that would look so good. I can't even imagine what they'll do with trap jaw because then we're talking, of course, about Mondo. Uh, you know, Scareglow really. Once I sort of adapted my brain to what he was and was intended to be, just blows me away. And he he's got a prime spot in my toy room. And and every time I walk by, I'm just like, oh, look at you. And hey, look at you, buddy. <laughs> hey, buddy. Look at you, looking all smart. And you've you've got. I mean, you're all in on this, right? I've got all of them. Yeah, um, I haven't opened Faker yet. I still Faker is still on the the open uh, in in the line for opening. Um, and I will I will say this: uh, I wasn't thrilled about the He Man, um, but Skeletor totally won me over. And and I think that's where they really shine is like the monstery. The more sure. monstery the figures are, the the better they are. Yeah, but isn't it uh, fair to say that about most of the masters lines? Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, uh, but but Merman, I have never given a shit about Merman. Oh ever. no, really? I, I haven't. Oh, he's never I like been on my. He's never been on my like top five, top ten list of of characters he's See, just a, been like uh well, you know he's he's been there and he's been the water guy well but that's um, the thing is is i'm i have always had an affinity for the, the aquatic toys for the water uh, toys so i liked yeah. merman and that mondo merman was the first one that i looked at and i was like oh oh i like him like he he was my first temptation with that line hmm well, I have to say that that he he is definitely. I mean, I'm I'm all in on the Mondo exclusives. Uh, I really feel like the extra five bucks that it costs to 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 go to get the exclusive now, and I missed I missed the presale for Merman. Oh wow! And only picked him up after after they had shipped, and they were like, okay, we're gonna re-release. We're gonna make the 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 exclusives. Um, available again, so that's how I got mine. Okay, and the Mondo head, the exclusive head for Merman, is worth the price of admission. It is so good because he comes with the, the exclusive comes with three. It comes with the like the the vintage head, which is the the Stinkor, yeah, you know, yeah, like, the same Stinkor head, and it's not. It's not nearly. It doesn't match the figure at all. The figure is way too hyper detailed. It, well, it to, seemed like something that was more of a novelty than than actually yeah. meant for use. Yeah, and then and then you've got their head, which is which is lovely, and it's got an articulated jaw, which and that's whoa. This has been a big I didn't of, know that. Well, both yeah, both of them do. Um, not not the not the vintage head. Yeah, yeah. But both of them have articulated jaws like Skeletor, and it is a huge difference. Um, but it, but, but that the, their head for Merman didn't really do it for me. Um, the Mondo exclusive head is fantastic. It is, it is, it is, it's, it's, it's amazing to see how different the head, the, the head that they have for the regular releases and this one, um, and still be Merman. 
they're they're completely different. Uh, the regular version has like like translucent glass or almost like like clear plastic eyes that are huge. Oh wow! Um, and they really you know the, the light bounces off of them, and he has like really really big finned um, you know ears or whatever you call that uh, on a fish guy. Yeah, uh, and then the other one, he has much smaller. Be- the, the Mondo exclusive, you have much smaller, beadier eyes, and uh, it's just the teeth. The the teeth are are bigger and sharper. It's more like a shark kind of thing going. Whereas the the regular release, that there's a way more teeth, and they're much smaller. It's very much more like a like a fish mouth, and the exclusive is more more like a shark mouth. Um, Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Um, the 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 problems when I first when I first pulled the figure out, the armor, especially the gauntlets and the the leg braces, really weighed the figure down. He was really hard to pose, and then gravity would oh. be like, ah, oh, these all this armor is heavy, which makes me very nervous about man at arms. Um, but. I don't know if it was just, like, time or the temperature of my basement or whatever, but I feel like over time that the the joints have gotten a little stiffer and have held their uh, positions better. Um, and I feel like I can pose Merman, but when I first got him, I felt like every time I posed him, he just sort of drooped. I, you know, I uh, felt the same way about Scareglow, and I think it's the nature of the, I guess it's PVC that these are made of. They're heavy. I think it's the nature of this material that it it takes a little working to get it to move like it's supposed to move. But then once you have it posed like you want, it almost sort of sets in that position and and is very secure. Uh, because I was shocked that I... I had left mine out because the scare glow, he needs to soak up light for a long time before he achieves his full glowing effect. So I had left him standing on one of the on a folding table down here just to with the lights on just to soak up as much glow as possible. And I didn't think about it. I didn't put him on the stand. He mm. was just standing there, like not upright but posed. And then, you know, hours later when I came back down, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't put him on the stand. I can't believe it didn't fall over. And when I picked him up, he was actually more uh, secure than he was when I had posed him. Like, everything was tighter. I I don't know how to explain it. It's really odd. Right. That's what I noticed, too. Um It's just something about the give of that plastic while you're moving and posing, like it takes a second to carefully sort of break the joint, I guess. And then you pose him, and they they feel a little loosey-goosey, but then when you leave them standing for a while, it's almost like the plastic firms back up or, or right. goes back to its original. I don't know. It's, it's very interesting the way that these work. Uh... The merman comes with um, some like swimming feet, which is oh weird, great. Um, 
But the problem is, is that it's very you can't really pose him in like a like to to, to balance him on the little mondo stand that we have talked about at length on previous. Yes, uh, yes, the cr- the crotch stand. Yeah, the little nut hugger uh, crotch stand. Um, <laughs> So yeah, so that those feet feel kind of useless to me because you can't really. I tried to get him in like I'm a swimming pose, and it doesn't really work. Well, I uh, think what you would probably have to do is get some kind of like bigger stand or a couple of stands to sort of lay him on. Yeah, like creature from the Black Lagoon style, like uh. Sideshow right, yeah. Sideshow did a creature statue that is lengthwise, like it's horizontal, like he's swimming, mm. and the, the stand is very, like, it, you have to hold up the length of the figure, and I think you, you could do the same thing, but it would take up a lot more shelf space. Have you, have you been to Silver Springs where they shot creature? I have not, I have not. I It's, it's a really beautiful place, I recommend it. Uh, we went a little while ago, and... Um, it is. It is quite beautiful. Uh, it's worth. It's worth going. And for the movie history, as a movie, as a movie fan, yeah, that's not all that stuff is really interesting. But it is. It is a very beautiful place. And a bunch of Jam- they did a bunch of James Bond movies there too. So. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah I need to get down there then. It's cool. Yeah, it's a cool place. Um, yeah, but uh, I think that. So my my concern is that knowing having experienced um, Merman who wears way more armor than He-Man and Skeletor does, right. and, and, and uh, Faker and, and Scareglow, that Man-at-Arms is just going to be like, I can't hold any of this shit. Um, yeah, that's interesting, because he's got tons of that, and that's I'm looking at Scareglow right now. He, I mean, he's basically naked. He has yeah, no he's got armor. Not, um, and... And Man at Arms has got big knee braces. He's got big gauntlets. He's gonna have a big shield. Yeah. I'm hoping now they haven't shown what the exclusive version of him is. We know that I, uh, from what we saw from Toy Fair, he has like a helmeted head. He has an unhelmeted head and a separate helmet that I'm assuming goes on top of the unhelmeted head. Um, but I don't know what the I I, I personally I want the 2000 X. Giant gun that that he that he has. Oh yeah, that. Gosh, that I feel like that's... like that's what I would want it out of the exclusive as his exclusive accessory. Yeah, because right now he just has the the mace. Um. So I would for the exclusive, I would definitely want the the big gun. Um, and then I don't know what the other head would be though, because they always do like a you know a different head for Mondo and and. Personally, I think that I've, I've felt that all the exclusive heads have been worth it to have, especially Merman. Well, I'm looking at this now, and and first of all, the, and I, I didn't really look at this in Toy Fair because it, it didn't have its own listing. It's in there with that Iron Giant that they're doing. Uh, this figure looks incredible. The the oh, he's beautiful. Just the 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 like damage on his armor. Yep, is incredible but you're no, right he's, he's look at all the heavy pieces on honestly, this guy um he he's definitely the one i've sort of been waiting for then the one after that is hordak oh um, wow and we've only seen a very very few images of him um he we've seen only one of the heads we've seen two of the man at arms heads um 
I'm, I'm a huge fan of Hordak. I'm obviously going to get him, um, but I'd be real interested to see. Now, he, it makes sense that he would come with a hand cannon, the arm cannon. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, I gotta some say, of them for... also come with, like, really, they've all come with really, really, really super niche, weird, like, bonus critters. Like, from oh, yeah, the... Skeletor came with some kind, like, it looked like a straight out of filmation, from, right? From the He Man Christmas special. Yeah, which was. And then He Man came with uh, some weird filmation thing, too. Um, so I'm wondering if. So I, I'm assuming that Hordak's going to come with some sort of version of of Amp. Of Amp, yeah, yeah. I got to say, if if Man at Arms' third head is just like a no mustache version, I feel like that's a little bit of a letdown. Well, but I agree. It I makes agree. sense, uh, but I don't know what else it would be. Yeah, like, what's the third head going to be? Um, the, the ponytail head. Well, because you could do the vintage figure head like they did with Merman, but like that's. Womp womp, like yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I don't know. I don't know what that. What about how a, they're going to make that okay? That exclusive. What about a snake, snake man, Fuck man at arms? Snake man at arms. I'm not a fan, but I mean, it'd be interesting. I'd, in I'd be interested to see Mondo. I think it was interesting because they they brought him back. Like they 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 saved him. Yeah. Um. But I was never a huge fan of the snake man at arms thing. No. Uh, no, not not as a variant figure anyway. Well, not even as an idea. <laughs> <laughs> really, um, don't get me wrong. I love the 2000X show. It's it's amazing. And if anybody hasn't watched it, you can pick it up for Am- on Amazon, super cheap. Yeah, get it. Yeah. It's great. It's awesome. Um, especially all the Hordak stuff. I mean, but the- you have to be prepared when it ends to be absolutely horrified that you're not getting more of it. Yeah, there's 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 definitely a blue balls factor. Yes, yes, um, that's a good way time. of putting it. Uh, but you know, we're getting five seasons, but we're getting five seasons of Shira on Netflix, which I love. If you haven't watched Shira on Netflix, fuck you, watch it. It's awesome. Get over yourself. It's fantastic. Um, and I cannot wait to see what they do with where they're where they're going after last season. Where Horde Prime is just fucking Death Star floating over Etheria, and yeah, it's amazing. So we got to wrap it up. Yeah. Let me... so it's a weird, it's a weird year. The big, the, you know, the oh big God. like a year ago that was like Masters of the Universe movie 2020. 2020 is the year of Masters of the Universe, and now the movie's not coming out till 2021. And womp womp. Um, well, and that's a, that's an interesting difference in our perspectives because I think you believed the movie was coming out less than I believed it was coming out. But I was well, more... no, no. I, I've been I've been I've been a Masters Universe fan for a long time. I know that I know that there's no movie coming out. Right, right. <laughs> because there's never been a movie coming and, out, and that's what I'm but saying is Mattel made their toy production choices based on a movie coming out. Well, and that's, I was much more excited, or I guess had more realistic excitement for the Origins line, which is still happening. So I think for me, like, yes, I'm disappointed that 
really we don't know yes it's it's fine to say that the movie's coming out on netflix but when is that going to happen is it really going to happen what's it going to be whenever it happens it's a much as good as some of what's come out on netflix has been a lot remains to be seen about what sony chooses to do with freaking he-man on it right uh well speaking of that have you watched castlevania oh yeah it's incredible so we haven't mentioned that there are two... no we haven't mentioned that and that's something to be excited about yeah there are two series coming out on netflix for he-man which is so one weird. is master's universe revelations with kevin smith and the other is basically just a reboot he-man show uh animated um but the kevin smith one is being done by the same studio that does castlevania which i love yes um so i'm totally down so we're getting great new animated he-man uh which is great because 2000x is awesome yeah and that's it's awesome that's the The thing for me because movies on alien planets full of science and magic are fucking expensive and if you're not willing to spend the money, then don't fucking make the movie, you know. Uh, and, but you and, can do it with cartoons. So I'm excited about both the cartoons. We'll see if we get any toys from them. I don't know. Um, well, they're, I mean, they're Castlevania toys. Yes, and there are She-Ra toys uh, based on sort the of. ship. So sort there's of. that. Um, I have gotten a lot of them for my niece. Uh, she has a whole She-Ra outfit and a sword from Uncle Bo. Um and uh, they like them, and I love the the books and stuff that they've been putting out. There's, the Golden Books are great. The Golden Books are fantastic. The I Am she and the I Am He-Man books that they did, the Golden Books, are perfect. The art is fantastic. The writing is perfect. Like, the He-Man one is like, hi, I'm Adam. Fabulous Secret Powers revealed to me. Like, it's It's amazing. It's so and there the all the art, there's a million Easter eggs and all the art. If you love He Man, you have kids, young kids especially, get those golden books. hundred percent. They're perfect for introducing kids to He Man. So if there's any one takeaway from this episode, it's the Golden Books is on point with He Man. Golden Books is on point, and I think well the takeaway for me is really that like I'm leaning way more towards Mondo as my like what I want to get out of He-Man um than Origins. Well, and look, I'll tell you, if these things and I believe that they're worth every penny. But I just don't want to spend that much on a Masters of the Universe figure. Well, if when these... I when I dial it back and I look at what I was spending on classics. Well, sure, sure. And you're you're not wrong. I mean, but, I'm getting, I'm getting what I think is a I, lot of enjoyment out of one figure instead of four, and that's awesome. You but know, I can get like ten Origins figures for one Mondo figure. Sure, and that's that's just if if these were coming in at a hundred bucks, which they're worth more than a hundred bucks. Hundred bucks is totally unreasonable to think that these figures would cost. I just I just paid that for one dar, obviously. Right. Um, if they're coming in at a hundred, I would have a different perspective. But for the the what is one sixty one seventy five, I think. Uh, one sixty five for the exclusive, one sixty for the regular. Right. Right. So for that, I for for me, 
my level of fandom, my willingness to 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 spend. Uh, it's got to be a character I love. Well, yeah, you you got Scarecrow, you'll get Trapjaw. Yes, that's that's absolutely. fine. Just like I'm gonna and, I'm gonna get the Origins Battle Cat, but for me, my He Man for the foreseeable future is gonna be Mega Constructs and Mondo. And that and that that's absolutely makes sense because they're delivering in departments you want. But for me, like I want to collect He Man toys, but I don't. I don't want to deal with Mega Constructs, and I don't want to pay for Mondo, so Origins is hitting a sweet spot for me right. of affordability and volume, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So the, and, and you know what? That's the takeaway from this episode, is if you're a Masters fan, you've got a lot of options and a lot of ways that you can choose to collect. Well, but it, uh, yes, uh, but it's also, I mean, like, I think there's a lot of other things to be sad about about Super 7 losing, losing the license. That means no more muscle, no more Motu muscle, no more things like the T-shirts and the rug, and, you know, I think that... But somebody else will step in to fill, fill that niche, because... I don't know, Super 7 was so good at thinking of just, like, the perfectest stuff. Yeah, they were, but they were also so good at charging too much for that stuff. Well, I don't know, man. I don't feel like I was charged too much for some of the amazing stuff. That Thirty dollars for a t-shirt is ridiculous. Well, maybe um, eighteen dollars for the reaction figures is ridiculous. Well, I didn't do the reaction figures. Like, I didn't get everything they did. Right, but that's the thing. And look, I love Super Seven. Just about everything they do touches me in my special nerd place every time but their pricing uh you know and i i figure it's probably what they have to charge to do what they do they're a smaller they're a smaller company right but it's it's more than i'm willing to pay in most cases yeah Yeah. they did some incredible t-shirts i'm not paying 30 dollars for a t-shirt i'm just not yeah i don't care how cool it is i don't care how much i love it so i think this opens up the opportunity for a broader range of stuff from more people. And we'll see. That may not prove to be true. But the way that licensing works now, where one person is making three and three-quarter inch figures, one person is making six-inch figures, one person is making collector-oriented six-inch figures, like, it really has opened things up. And and that's what we... We've got the Constructs, we've got Origins, we've got Mondo... What else, you know, if somebody wants to jump in and get a different piece of that pie, it's available. And I'm I'm interested to see what happens. Well, see, but that's what's weird is that is that Super 7's been cut out of that pie just because of the movie. You know? Well, I we don't, you know, that that's the report. That's what the internet says. We don't know the whole story. Yeah. Uh, until Brian Flynn, you know, pops up and 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 utters those words, which, to my knowledge, he has not as yet. It's not, yeah. Uh, you know, we we don't know exactly. Well, they're what they're sort of just sort of like doubling down on like weird band stuff right now. <laughs> hey, look, if you need a Vic Rattlehead figure, I know where to send you. Exactly, and they're two, yeah. If you want a weird like? They're two companies doing it too. It's NACA and Super Seven. So look, Super Seven's not hurting. Uh, and honestly, neither is Masters Universe as far as licensing goes. Fair enough. It is a shame that Classics is essentially done. I don't think anybody will pick up that banner uh, 
Well, it was you know it was it was it's been since since 2012. I mean that was a good run. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Most toy lines these days do not last half that long. And I still I still believe that it is one of the greatest toy lines ever made of all time. I agree with you. I put it side by side. Even though they're not my favorite toy lines of all time, it and DC Universe Classics I put side by side as some of the best toy lines of all time. For what for what they accomplished, for yes. what they did, the breadth yes. of what they did, it, it should be it should be applauded. I mean, they, if there was they, a toy hall of fame, both yes. of those are first ballot entries. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Mr. Bo Brown, we got to wrap it up. Um, any final? I th- well, I think we've covered everything we can possibly cover. Uh, any final words for the Phantom Maniacs before we uh, before we bid? Well, everyone? these are these are dark days. They are. These are dark days, and um, I think the best thing that that we can do is, uh, if you don't have kids who are trying to teach school to, uh, you know, this is a time to turn turn a little inwards and uh, spend time with your collection, spend time with your toys, take some time to clean things out, reorganize things, you, you know. Um, if you don't have kids and you do have time on your hands, then take take do those projects that you've been putting off because you were busy. Um, re reorganize your shelf. Find touch those figures that you haven't touched in a long time. Move them around. You know, go uh, online and find those holes in your collection that you've been neglecting. Yeah, exactly. Because you know what, those people that are selling those toys need the money. Yeah, absolutely. Because they're probably out of work. So that's a great point. Yeah. Help a, help a brother out, and, you know, if, and and buy some stuff from some people who could probably use it if you if you have the cash flow. And if you're in a position where you need the money, now's a great time to look at your collection and say, you know what, I forgot I even had this figure. I don't care about it. I'll put it up on eBay. Exactly. It's it's a good time to to sort of take stock of what we have, because you know, as, as adult collectors, how often do we really get to just sit down here with our collections and really look at what's on these shelves? It's, it's a great time to, to fill holes or to, to maybe, you know, get rid of some excess. And just to appreciate it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Spend some time with it. Let it breathe, sit there and look at it. You know, like I've been on some, I've been on some, and share and share it. You know, like I've been on some calls with some puppet family people, and I bring my, I turn my camera around to my collection. You know, uh, put that as your background. Take a picture of your collection and put it as your Zoom background. You know, for that meeting, because you know what, that's what we are doing right now. That's the world. Um, One of my favorite things I've done since since this lockdown has started. Uh, I created a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles section in the Phantom Zone, and I just every time it comes, I come down here because before it was kind of a random stuff section, and it, it it never sat well with me because I just didn't know what to do with it, and I took everything and off that wall, and now it's all Ninja Turtles, and every time I come down here, I'm just delighted because one, I love Ninja Turtles, but two, that section is now. It has purpose now. It's a thing. And it's got plenty of space for new additions. <laughs> Get, uh, do me do me a solid and put some, like, Slash and some Leatherhead in there if you can. 
Oh, Maybe don't you pouncers. worry, because those Turtles in Time arcade figures from NECA are hitting now. Ooh. And Slash and Leatherhead are part of that series. Nice. All right, well, Mr. Bo Brown, thank you so much for uh, sitting down and, and talking about Masters of the Universe once again. I think we got some great new stuff out of this one. And uh, until next time, what parting words do you have for the Phantomaniacs? Good journey! Thank you, sir. I've been sitting here hunched over like a weirdo while I've been putting this thing together. I don't know what's got... There we go. Now I'm going to sit back. Overall, though, i got to tell you, my body feels better than it has in a very long time, and that is all thanks to DDP Yoga, which I am in my fifth week of, and... My, my little aches and pains. I think the last time I mentioned it, I was still in week one or it just started week two. Uh, my, my little aches and pains are gone. My body is stronger and more flexible. Uh, I've lost some weight. I have not weighed because I'm not going to weigh until... Well, okay. My original plan was I'm not going to weigh until I go back to the doctor. I know what I weighed at the beginning of January when I went to the doctor. Uh, it was not great. And now I know that I weigh significantly less, and I was supposed to go back to the doctor at the beginning of May, and that may not happen now. So I guess I'll weigh on my birthday, uh, May 10th. I will, if, if I have not gone back to the doctor by that time, I'll weigh on my birthday, and I'll see where I'm at. But I'll tell you right now, I will be in even better shape than I'm in right now because this DDP yoga is so great it's so motivational he's great the app is easy to use yesterday I did a workout called fat burner 2.0 and it kicked my ass but I felt great it's very sustainable it's very easy uh, you either get out of bed or get home from work or whatever you I did it after I got home from work yesterday after working 12 hours I came home I came down here I put it on and I did it uh, it's I love it. It's great. And this is obviously not any kind of paid endorsement because nobody will ever pay me to endorse anything. Uh, but I will say, DDP Yoga is changing my life, and I love it. You know what else? I love you. Thank you for listening to the Needless Things Podcast. You're the best. You can find the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, or in the ears of a Trader Vix employee. Love you. Mean it. Uh-huh.